He's got a beautiful backswing. Dad! Oh, he got all of that one. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Lay up with an iron into the hazard. Well, that wasn't quite what I meant, you know. Welcome into another edition of the 73rd hole. Kobe Powell, Taylor Williams, and Sam Humphreys with you on a Tuesday. lot to get to today. Obviously, the Zurich Classic taking place at TPC Louisiana down in New Orleans. We'll get into all that. We'll talk a little bit about the LPGA college golf being played this week. We'll get into the new bonus structure that the PGA Tour has unveiled today. Of course, we are the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Head over to GolfOklahoma.org and check out everything that they have to offer. We'll tell you more about that later in the show. All the ways that you can find us and reach out to us as we head into another great week in the game of golf. And gentlemen, the big story this week is the bonus structure on the PGA Tour that has come out. Uh, it, it is now, what, what is it being referred to? It's a lucrative bonus structure. Essentially, the system is designed to compensate players who are judged to drive fan and sponsor engagement. So just explain it for people. Yeah, yeah so as, just... As, and to clarify, this is the first I'm hearing about this too. I've been running it broke about an hour stuff. ago. Yeah, so I, this is the first I'm hearing about it. So yep. break the news to us, Colby. New news, and it's effective this season, by the way. It started with, in January. So it's going to go through this season. So this is already been in place, technically. Yep. Yep. So, been, so basically okay. what's going to happen is every year there's going to be a pot of money. In that pot of money is $40 million. At the end of the season, that $40 million will be dispersed amongst 10 tour players who have been deemed to drive the most uh, value to the brand of the PGA Tour. So this is going to be determined by an algorithm which will use metrics that will then come up with scores. It's called impact scores. Each player will have an impact score. Top 10 get money. First place gets $8 and million, it and it decreases from there. It, it has a little bit to do with play. So the first thing on the list, the first metrics that, that they'll use is their position on the season-ending FedEx Cup points list. So okay. that is the only one of the six metrics that is based on on-course performance. And, and that's, that's season-ending, so that's basically how you play in the Tour Championship. Uh, yes, it is, because the Tour Championship is very heavily weighted. So, but, yeah. but again, that's only one metric. Number two <clears throat> is their popularity in Google search. Number three is their Nielsen brand exposure rating, which places a value on the exposure a player delivers to sponsors uh, through the minutes they are featured on broadcast. Number four is their Q rating, which measures the familiarity uh, and appeal of a player's brand. Number five is their MVP index rating, which calibrates the value of the engagement a player drives across social and digital channels. And number six is their meltwater mentions, or the frequency with which a player generates coverage across a range of media platforms. So they will take those six metrics. They will then have an algorithm designed to give each player an impact score, whichever player has the highest impact score will get eight million out of the 40 million dollar pot it will decrease from there down to number 10 so i'm sure that we've all got thoughts on this this is a a brand new way that the pga tour is essentially doling out money to its superstars so sam we'll start with you what do you think of this new system so number one what we just found out is that the pga tour has 40 million dollars laying around Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, where bank. did this come from? That, that yeah. is a good question. All right, Where's so, this big so bank take a little bank? It's a model yeah, I live by. I'll, I'll just give my <laughs> quick thoughts. Big bank take a little bank. Yeah, that's what basically is happening right now is big bank take little bank because the stars on the PGA Tour and the most searched guys already have endorsement deals, a.k.a. 
Ricky Fowlers of the world. Uh, you know, and, and and this is, I mean, he would love this. It's not based on play. So, anyways, I, I don't understand why we just talked about it on the last show that the LPGA purses are actually bigger than the Corn Fairy purses. Why not disperse this $40 million into either making Corn Fairy purses bigger or restarting the the Canada tour or the Latin America tour or the China tour in America while these quarantine rules are in effect in Canada and Latin America and China? And and that that's a whole other problem in itself, but the PGA Tour runs that, and, and they just told us they have $40 million laying around. I don't know why you need to give DJ and Tiger and, and Rory and – and Ricky Fowler, another million dollars a year when that million dollars could go forth to a Corn Ferry guy or a Canadian tour guy, you know, that actually played and earned that money, you know, that could actually help them. I don't know if you guys realize, but even on the Corn Ferry tour, these guys aren't making what guys are making, you know, in uh, the MLB and AAA. Those guys are making millions of dollars. The guys on the Corn Ferry Tour are not making millions of dollars. And, uh, yeah, I, I just don't understand uh, why. It, it, I, I just think it should be based on play and not necessarily on your name and and how big you are because it doesn't matter because those guys already have endorsement contracts. Tiger made more money, way more money off the course than he ever made on it. Yeah, Phil, Phil was the same way. And, you know, I find find a lot of flaws in this system. Uh, one of the main ones is that, you know, I find it weird that both of the numbers are prefixed, right? So, like, it's guaranteed $40 million pot, and it's guaranteed 10 people. And it's like, whenever you're talking about bringing in revenue and bringing in sources, like, what if the guy who finishes in 10th is, is like, half a point more than the guy in 11th? and is going to get a million more dollars when they really didn't do anything more different. It's well, just based on the point. And the, oh, go Just ahead, based on the point, I'm, I'm just backing up what you're saying. I, I don't think – I think they just threw the FedEx Cup thing in there, so it's a little bit based on play, so people can't be like, oh, it's just the biggest names. You know what I mean? So it's just it, – you can earn it, you know, but really – you know, it's that's only one of the six metri- metrics. Well, I mean, we can we could probably sit here, and I guarantee you, right now, we could probably list off the ten guys that are going to lead this thing. I mean, I don't think there's going to be anyone that's a shock. I mean, they're, they're hey, ma- they're we'll ma- make it. We'll make it a shock. We'll all get all our listeners to just Google search Taylor Gooch fifty freaking times. <laughs> there a day. we go. There we. Hey. His close uh, personal friend Max Homa, who he's partnered yeah. with this week at Zurich, has built himself an unbelievable online presence. Uh, Max Homa has his podcast that he does. That's going to drive engagement. So I. I don't necessarily disagree with anything that you said. I think that money would be better allocated to lower levels of the game, helping those guys continue their careers and just live a more comfortable life as they try to grind out and become a tour pro. That being said, I think that this is in direct response to what we've seen over the past couple of years with the PGL trying to make a run at the PGA because the PGLs come over with, you know, backed by uh, Saudi billionaires and they've, they've told these players, look, you come over here, we're guaranteeing you money at the end of the year because you're going to make us money. I think that and before this is, COVID happened, they had a bunch of they big did. names. They did. They, they COVID, had already committed to it. Had COVID not come into play, I think the PGL could have actually been a thing. I think I think COVID really kind of wrecked it uh, and stopped it in its tracks. But I think that this is the tour 
the tours attempt to be proactive and keep any star players from ever going to another startup league by guaranteeing them a few million every year just for showing up and being themselves. And while I think lower money could be better spent at lower levels of the game, I, I understand the business aspect of it. And this is solely designed to keep your superstars happy. And that's not unique to golf. Every sport does whatever it can to keep its superstars happy. Is there any uh, coincidence you guys think between this timing and the announcement that uh, that the soccer world made over the last couple of days? Good question. That's a really good question. The European Soccer League that yeah. everybody talked about. Super the, League. The fans yeah. over there. I don't know if y'all seen what's happened this afternoon. Europe is like, it's in, almost in, talk, it's in, it's in sports chaos. I talked to my French teammates and they were irate about it because PSG wasn't included. Well, I mean, everybody took to the streets essentially over the last two days. And in 48 hours, uh, soccer fans in... In, in Europe, they've, they've basically reversed the decision. Chelsea has already announced that it backed out. The fans that were outside protesting went nuts. They're, they're, all the teams are having a meeting tonight basically to finalize the disbanding of this Super League because the fans hated it so much. So it, it's interesting that this comes kind of on the heels of that. I think the PGA Tour looks around and they see that they're could potentially be holes in their model where they could lose star star players and they just they they're going to do everything that they can to prevent that from happening cuz that's the lifeblood of the PGA Tour. I understand keeping the stars um but I don't think it's the PGA's responsibility to pay these stars uh like they have ginormous endorsement contracts as it is. I don't think the PGA Tour even if the PGA would have happened uh I don't think it would have, you know, gone to crap like I, I don't know what do you think t-dub no no i i completely agree i think it just would have been another extension for people to play and maybe a couple of events here or there would have would have lost their traction but um but i mean i just think at the end of the day guys i mean you're just trying to top load the the everyone that's playing and to, to go to your point sam if if one of the points in the algorithms based off of how how you do on advertising aka commercials you're on a commercial. You're getting paid to be on that commercial. So now you're just getting paid more to be on that commercial again. It's basically a bonus to your endorsement deal already. But, but also, you're usually on the commercial because you've played well and now you're popular. Now, obviously, we can have things happen, like what's happened with Ricky Fowler, where his game has gone into a huge slump. Or Tiger but, Woods. But he still Tiger has all Woods these endorsement contracts. Tiger's got to be in the top 10, right? He's got to be number one. I mean, if we're talking about Google searches, social media, all number this one stuff, by far, right? And by the way, a couple of tour pros have tweeted out today, and I don't think anybody's going to have a problem with that because I think even Brooks Kepka came out and said that Tiger should get all the money for the first couple of years yeah. as back pay, and then we'll start deviating it out. Yeah. So I don't think I any totally, other tour players are going to totally have a problem agree. with that. I totally agree, Here's, but I just think it's kind of funny. It is kind of funny, well, yeah. If they did do that, and this is what they need to do anyway, take all that back pay, donate it to the Tiger Woods Foundation. That's what needs to be done. It, this this money that the PJ Tour has and is getting does not need to be allocated towards the top resources. It needs to be allocated towards, like Sam is alluding to, the Corn Ferry Tour and the development tours and the aspect of growing the game and making the game better. And, you know, for for example, let's use some of that money to build up the, the shot. Let's make shot link better. Let's make it to where we could be like Augusta, where we could see every player shot every single week. Let's use this That's money. More TV. Let, let, That's more you, TV companies, though. But, but, why don't we, the but they, they definitely have a hand in that. They have I, a hand I agree, in I it. I mean, I was looking at the TV coverage for the Zurich this week, and it's an absolute freaking joke. We get three hours of coverage a day on Thursday and Friday. So max that you're going to see from any group on Golf Channel is like 13 or 14 holes. I will say they will play quicker, though, if they play... It, 
And all alternate shots. Shot, yeah. alternate shot, alternate shots, uh, alternate shots rounds two and four, yeah. best ball rounds one and three. But just kind of back to the, the bonus structure, I mean, it, it's going to be Tiger, it's going to be Bryson, it's going to be DJ, Rory. Rory Phil. Phil. Phil will yeah. be in it. Um, what about old golfers? What about Jack Nicklaus, Arnold Palmer? Are they going to get thrown into this? Well, okay, if so one thing, by searches. So one thing that I should note uh, in the golf, it was either Golf Digest or, or Golf Week. I don't want to uh, appropriate the wrong thing here. It was Golf Week. They did say that the tour will go in, and this is what I'm deeming the Patrick Reed rule. The tour will differentiate between positive and negative. No, because That's something I didn't even consider. Because Patrick Reed could be number one in all this because he's dude, a freaking cheater. He cheats at Tory, and he gets a, just an unbelievable amount of internet presence based off of his cheating at Tory, and that would vault him up the list. It sounds like. Honestly, it sounds like they literally put a rule in place just so that Patrick Reed can't cheat his way into the top five of this list and cash himself an extra $5 million. And I've got to say, I love it, and I hope that it commonly becomes referred to as the Patrick Reed rule. It, it very much could. And, and, you know, even on the flip side of that, let's say a, a player wants to start a fist fight with a plus so many – let's say uh, Joel Damon's playing with old guy that he accused of cheating or whatever, and they get in a fist Sun fight. Kang, yeah. Sun, Sun Kang, Kang. yeah. And they get in a fist fight, and all of a sudden that becomes number one trending, not just in golf, but in the sports world. And all of a sudden, they get this big bonus because they brought so much attention to the tour. So, yeah, I definitely think that that's a, a good rule to be in place so that negative attention, and in all honesty, you should be penalized for negative attention, in my opinion, like what Patrick Creed does. Let me so, ask you this. What would you... Uh, negative attention's good sometimes. But well, and, and, and it's, 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 Sometimes it, 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 there's it, it, a fine it, line. I think it, it, Patrick Reed's good for the tour. I kind of do too because you need a heel. Like, as a, you know, as like far as a fan, as far as fans go, not as far yes. as yeah. yes, he's not good for the game. Yeah, no, no, no. But he's good for the exposure with with the casual it's just fan. Like in the NBA, you got guys that are villains. You know, the, yeah. The, oh, yeah. The Patrick Beverly's of the world. You yeah. need yeah. a heel so that, that you hate him unless they're on your team, which is yeah, why during right. the Ryder Cup, Colby, we like Patrick Reed. No, I'll never <laughs> like Patrick Reed. Um, so let me ask you this. Siwoo Kim at the Masters slams his putter down on 15 and snaps it. Twitter goes nuts. Everybody's in love with Siwoo Kim because he's putting with his five wood at the Masters. To me, that's positive. But he snapped his club at, at the field on the 15th green at Augusta National. Would they deem it negative? We don't know. Or, or what about like Brendan Todd at Sawgrass shanking it in the pond? I mean, that that was why that was shared all over the right. place. Is that gonna is he gonna become on this list because he had a shank on one of the most famous holes no, in the world? No, because it, that's just one shot. Yeah, and, it's and just it's one throughout the whole year. It's just trying to be an example. Is right. what I'm saying. It's it, it will be very interesting when the first one comes out at the end of the year and we see the ten players and, and the gaps between the ten. But the most interesting thing is going to be looking at like. 8 through 12, or even 8 through 13, because that gets you 3 in and 3 out. Because you're going to have 6 names there, 8 through 13, that are probably going to be well, somewhat interchangeable. You're going to have, you're going to have, and is it just America? Because, like, what about Matsuyama? I think it's PGA Tour members. It's PGA Tour members, is my understanding. So, Will's no, 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 out, Will's no, out of course, is not eligible. As far as the fans and the Google goes. Like, uh, oh, that's a great question. You're saying if if in Tokyo, yeah, if uh, Tokyo, Hideki Matsuyama had a ridiculous amount of engagement over yeah. the past two weeks, Pro I would have to think that would boost him up, yeah, internationally. So, so I could tell you who's going to be on it. It's going to be Tiger. It's going to be DeChambeau, and then it's going to be the four major winners of each yeah, year. The four it's going to be the FedEx Cup. Chance. It's going to be the FedEx Cup winner. And I, then, I think and the then only it's going to be Rory, DJ, and and. Someone else. I think the I'm, only way a major winner doesn't Ricky. get on it's there be Ricky. is yeah, or is if it's like I don't know, like would Danny Willett have been on there in sixteen? Maybe ben just Curtis. because of the Spieth collapse, Ben Curtis, Todd Hamilton, or would the, are will those types of major winners? If will yeah, that because, one week be enough? Yes, because they get a lot of exposure that one week for the for the major, the Masters, or whatever it is. Plus, 
they do factor in the FedEx Cup. Well, that's true. It gets them more FedEx Cup points. Also, you get continued exposure for being a Masters winner. Yeah. Danny Willett still gets shown when he shows up at Augusta every year. So does Charles Schwartzel. Yeah, and they you said know. it. I mean, after you win a major, you're going to get shown on TV more, and they said that that Yep. That's part of it. Yeah. I will say one of the problems that there have been some anonymous players come out today with with some complaints about it. And one of the complaints that one player had, and I think it's totally valid, but I don't know how to fix it, is, uh, and again, this is anonymous. We don't know who this was, but it was listed as a Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed's wife. It was listed as a (laughs) multiple-time winner. A multiple-time winner is what it said as an anonymous source. Multiple-time junior tour winner. Said part of the problem is that the tour gets to pick Who's on PGA Tour Live? You know how many hours of coverage we have on the Golf Channel? Thursday and Friday? Three hours a day. You know how many hours of PGA Tour Live coverage we're going to have Thursday and Friday? It's going to be probably double or triple what we're going to have on the Golf Channel. The tour picks which guys go on PGA Tour Live. So it's kind of like if you're already less popular, it's very hard to break into the club. And the only way to really do it is to win over and over again, which is really hard to do on the PGA Tour. That's what they're trying to do. I mean, it's obvious that they're just trying to keep the stars happy, which I... Don't blame them, but at the same time, when you don't even know if PGA Tour Canada is going to happen because of all their quarantine rules up in Canada right now, like and we and we don't know if they have a plan B. And yeah, and you're telling me that forty million dollars is going to the stars when there's not even a PGL league trying. This is preemptive. It's not like they're trying to combat a problem right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't necessarily mind. You know, I'm a, I'm in favor of being proactive as opposed to reactive. I understand but that. I see but, what you're saying. But fix your first, fix your problems at hand first. So I would be curious to know if they took forty million out of like a larger pot, or if they had a couple of sponsors come in and were like, okay, we'll give you forty million, but it's only for this, and we want our names on it everywhere because i would imagine at the end of the year we're going to see like the exposure ratings and it's going to have i don't know aeon or Wyndham or somebody's name next to it and i'd be curious to know if this 40 million dollar pot is only came about because they were able to get sponsors for for this list that's going to have superstars names on it well you know here's an example i'll bring up let's let's say this this system is still in effect in 10 years right and this this is all hypothetical here Let's say let's say Charlie Woods tries to get on the tour, but he's just absolutely horrible. He's just lost his game. Well, this is already unrealistic, so <laughs> exactly why it's hypothetical. So if he goes out there and he just tries to play and then he shoots seventy five or whatever every round, is he going to be in the top ten on here because he's Tiger's son? I mean, or or Ricky, like or Ricky like, will be, or like, yes. or like John Daly's son who's coming up. I mean, what if he, he can what, actually play? He can play. Well, so can Charlie. My my point I know, being yeah, is, yeah, yeah. I mean, my point being is yes. that are, are you going to get more exposure because of what you're yes who because, you're related to? Yes, yes the popularity it's contest. It's the whole point is to sell more tickets and to gain more exposure for the tour and keep the stars happy and keep those stars on the PGA Tour and keep them from going to Saudi. Like, But again, that's not unique to golf. Some people, because their parents have you know, been exceptional in one field, have the opportunity to move up in that field. We see, we see it with coaches all the time uh, in basketball. We see it in, in baseball. Yeah, with, but, this, but this is directly here. Incentive pay for it, though. It's like saying, hey, you were yeah. so-and-so's son. Here, here's a check. And they're saying they don't care that – it's good for business. Yeah, it's a popularity contest. Yeah. I mean, that's I'm, what it is. I it's, mean, at the end of the day, at, technically PJ Tour is a nonprofit organization, but we're, we're it's all business model. Here, so whatever you got to do, this is what the headline money. should be. This is what the headline should be for this new bonus structure. Instead of saying PGA unveils new bonus structure, it should say PGA to hold new popularity contest. Winner gets eight million dollars. Yeah, pretty much, seriously. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. But you, well, I mean, you just kind of have to accept then, it. Well, but you then bring, my 
Oh, oh, go ahead. I, I was going to say my point, uh, one of my points, because you brought up Hideki, is like, you guys remember when Yao Ming was in the NBA, he was an all, he was an, um, a starter on the All-Star team every year because every fan in China voted for him to be on. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great point you bring up, that if every single person in Japan Google searches Hideki Matsuyama, he's, he's going to be number one on the yeah. one of the points on the algorithm. Yeah, and, you know, is $8 million really going to keep a guy from going to a different tour? Who knows? Who knows? Not their number one. You know, if they're number one, they're number one for a reason. I, I, I think. hope, I don't know. I, I don't want another tour to arise. I don't want there to be a split. I, I don't want the fields to become watered down. I really, I think that there are subtle improvements that can be made, but I don't think golf needs a drastic overhaul with some new league coming in. I, I like the annual stops. I like going to Scottsdale. I like going to Riviera. I like going to the Arnold Palmer. I like Austin it too, Country Club. but at the I, same time, like you're going to still have the four majors regardless. I will you? I I don't know. I mean, if somebody you goes, you well, they're all they're all separated from the PGA Tour anyway. So I mean, they can do their own damn thing anytime they want. Yeah, they can do their own thing. This goes into know. the it whole. Just, now we're getting down the whole. The should the PGA move around the world uh, instead of just America? Well, let, let's put it this way, right? I mean. I think golf is growing so fast. Like, we see the Will Zalatoris, Colin Morikawa, Matt Wolf, Victor Hovland. These young kids are coming up so fast. I think PJ Tour U is a great step into it. But, you know, we could use some of this extra money. We have resources to allow people to get onto the stage, maybe have a little better platform to get there because there's so many guys competing for 125 job spots that the more opportunities you can give these individuals, the better chance you have of getting the actual best 125 golfers out there on the tour playing. Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of different factors to consider, just like there are a lot of different factors to consider when you go to buy a car. And let me tell you, you need to head out to Diffie Ford Lincoln. Diffie Ford Lincoln is just 15 minutes west of the Oklahoma City Metro. And they've been selling cars and trucks to Oklahomans for 67 years. To last that long in the automobile business, you have to treat people like family. And that is exactly what the Diffie team prides itself on. So go on by and check out the new 2021 Ford F-150 or the all new Lincoln Navigator. The Diffie team will always have your best interest at heart. Also, at Diffie Ford Lincoln, you can deal directly with the owner. That's right. Feel free to give the Diffies a call and ask for Lane Diffie, the owner right there in the building. Diffie Ford Lincoln, just 15 minutes west of the Metro on I-40 in El Reno. Uh, let's circle back to a conversation that we had yesterday. We were talking about Siwoo Kim and his ball hovering on the lip at the RBC Heritage this past week, and the rules of golf have become so convoluted with the wind blowing your ball. Is it on a false front? Is it on the edge of the hole. There's so much going on. And Quade Cummins, uh, star down at OU, playing the Walker Cup here in a few weeks, uh, friend of the show, was uh, nice enough to come on with us about a month ago. He actually sent you a text yesterday saying yeah. it kind of explained to us what, what he was seeing and kind of just the rule. Yeah, you know, um, we were having that conversation, and then it kind of turned into um, – you know, if the wind blows the ball in the hole, like, is it the same thing, you know, or because they've changed the rule in the in the recent years with the new change, you know, of the pin allowing to be in. They tried to make the rules simpler and they actually made them more confusing, in right. my opinion. <laughs> uh, but uh, but Quaid was listening and sent me a text and uh, just wanted to clarify. He said, if you mark your ball on the green, the new rule is that your ball owns that place. Like, if it blows away, you have to put it back where it was previously marked. So, in that Siwoo situation, if he would have marked it from an inch away and it, then it dropped in the hole or put his mark behind the ball and then it dropped in the hole, like, right when he went to pick it up, He'd he, have to place it back. he would have had to place it back. But um, And he goes, if you don't mark it and it blows down a hill – you have to play it from where it goes. So you have to play it from where the ball goes. But if you mark it, 
that's where you will play it from no matter where uh, because the new DJ rule from Oakmont, you know, you can't – you literally can't get a penalty on a green if you mark your ball. Now, with this – and what Quaid ended up saying at the end of this text was that he totally disagreed with the Siwoo ruling because Siwoo's ball, technically, Kuchar said it was moving – and he didn't mark it, and so anywhere else on the green, uh, if it didn't blow into the hole, you know what I mean? It would you would have had to play it from wherever it blew to. Mm-hmm. So basically, what he's saying is, if it was wind or grass or whatever, he Siwoo didn't make the ball go in the hole, yeah. you know. So he's saying that you should have to play it from where it goes, and technically, Siwoo's ball just went into the hole, so it should have been a birdie. Yeah, in, it, in, in Quaid's opinion. So. Yeah, man, and I think we kind of all agree on that same uh, yeah. point. And, you know, one thing I'll say is I didn't realize this. I went back because I, I was kind of studying it last night. And there's a video, I think it was the 2015 or 2016 Masters. Billy Horschel on 15 runs up. He's on the back left or back um, left side of the green if you're coming from the fairway. Uh, Pins front right. Chips it, runs down the slope, stops on it, do, does what we all do instinctively, right? Go down, mark your ball, pick it up so it's safe. Oh, yeah. Billy goes down, marks his ball, picks it up. This is all before the rule changes. Picks his ball up. Ball rolls back into the water. He is he is penalized and is penalized two strokes and has to go. I, I, he has to go back and re hit his chip right. shot. Yeah. But nowadays, yeah. nowadays, if you mark it, it's your ball owns that place. But if if he didn't mark it and it rolled into the water, it's in the water. Yeah, which yeah. is a better rule. The rule now is better than it was whenever Horschel had to take the water ball because after he replaced his ball, he rolled in the water. Which is and why people are in an uproar about the seawood thing. Just because, not because the seawood thing was such a big deal. I just don't want to see it happen when it actually matters right. at some point. It's more about the fundamental of the rule. And I think it's a bad precedent to set. It, it, I don't. I just don't want to see it in a major or something where it costs a guy ten. Can million you imagine if that happened on the back nine to a leader of a major? Guys leading a major by one, his ball sits on the lip yeah. for forty five seconds. Well, if it happens this year, then they already set the precedent on what they the did. rule is. They yeah. did. It's just. I mean, you got to have such close video. You've got to listen to the players in the group. I don't know. I, I they'll have to take it on a case by case basis. But there was definitely a precedent. You know, I, I think it's, it's with, now in the days of technology and everything. Like we saw Abraham answer get stroked because of the camera in the bunker thing. I mean, that would have never happened back when Jack and Arnie were playing. You know, right. let's be honest. And so I think now it's just kind of like the NFL in the aspect of remember we had the pass interference rule. You know, just because one guy gets tackled in the NFC Championship game, we invent a whole new rule, and the next year it's absolute atrociousness the rule. I mean, so they changed the rule entirely. So yeah. I think now. Now with golf, it's just getting more exposed that a lot of these rules are just going to be trial by error. And they, they tried to make some rule amends in, in 2018 or whatever year it was. And kind of like you said, Sam, they made a lot of them more confusing than they actually were. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's it's something to consider. The rules of golf, very convoluted. And like you said, trial by error is kind of how we're handling the rules of golf. Uh, fellas, let's head over to the college golf scene. Talked a little bit yesterday about the Oklahoma State women setting records. Broke the first round scoring record for, uh, for the Big 12 championship tournament. Broke the second round scoring record uh, and set an individual round record. Broke OU's record from 2014 by eight shots with a 270 team total yesterday. Today they fire a 281 as a team to give them a 16 shot victory. Texas Tech, uh, Baylor, and Oklahoma each come in second, third, and fourth in that order at 846, 847, and 848. Shows you how small the margin is between silver and fourth. Oklahoma State, four girls finish inside the top ten. Maya Starks 
Solo second with a uh, final round 66. Isabella Fierro came into the final round, tied for the lead. She shoots 74 on the final day, finishes T6. Rina Tadamatsu finishes eighth, and then Liana Bailey finishes T9. So just a phenomenal, dominating week for Oklahoma State women's golf down in the Woodlands in Texas. Yep, and then you had the Tulsa women uh, win their conference championship as well, the American Athletic Conference. Uh, shout out to those girls, Lorena Sang, Lily Thomas, Taylor Dobson, uh, Tatia Lau. You got it. Tatia Latragulam. 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 Yeah, yeah. And then Haley. That was pretty Grimm. good, actually. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Tatia. Uh, Tatia, great playing this week as well. Tied for nineteenth. Lorena, Lorena Zhang uh, finished tie or finished solo second, and nice. uh, Tulsa gets the Tulsa gets the win there, and so that's big for them. That gets them into regionals. That yeah, that's huge win. for them. Uh, I, I I always love seeing Tulsa uh, do well. Um, and then as far as uh, the champion of that, that was uh, Dorothea. Forbrid, and so uh, of East Carolina, she shot one under total, two fifteen, beat Lorena from Tulsa by one shot. So that's a great tournament for Tulsa, and that gets them into regionals and 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 big for the Golden Hurricane. And I, I would just say, if if you haven't seen women's collegiate golf, I went up to Carson in 2018 and watched them. If you're listening and you're a single-digit handicap and you think you're a pretty good player, I'm telling you, if, if one of these regionals is close to you, go watch these women play golf. It, it's a very humbling experience to watch the best women's uh, amateur players in the world because, I, I mean, I, I carry an index in the threes and they would kick my ass yep. all over the course so bad it wouldn't even be and, funny. And one more thing on that tournament, Karen Fredgard, people will remember from the ANWA from Houston, uh, she came back with a 67 in round three uh, to finish solo third. Yeah, you know, to go more on, on to the Tulsa ladies, you know, we we talk all the time, guys, about in college golf, you, you need depth because you need your four and your five guys to be able to post n- numbers. And worst finish that Tulsa had was a T for t- T28. So that means, yeah. you know, you got depth going down the board. So that, that gives you a lot of flexibility whenever you're throwing one round out. I mean, we all have bad days. It all happens to us. So that, that ability to be able to throw a, a medium-sized round out and throw it in with a good one instead of having two 78s or 80s out there, um, really is beneficial, and also to to, to stay on the college scene. Um, tournament will conclude tomorrow, I believe. But um, my uh, alma mater, Oklahoma Christian, is currently leading the all uh, the Lone Star Conference Championship down in Arlington, Texas. So best of luck to those boys. Um, got currently have a six shot lead. Got about a few more holes to play today and around tomorrow. So hopefully they'll be able to uh, to bring it home. So great college golf being played in this state. Does anybody know where you can go if you want to find out more about the great college golf being played in the state? Oklahoma. Anybody? Golf Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. Extra points for Taylor. Uh, GolfOklahoma.org. Go there right now. You can check it out. You can read about the record-breaking performance by the Oklahoma State women uh, down in the Woodlands just outside Houston. Obviously, the men's Big 12 championships right around the corner. Women's regionals, men's regionals, and again, the senior PGA championship is right around the corner at Southern Hills, and the Golf Oklahoma Senior PGA Championship preview edition of the magazine is out. It's on its way out. now. It's it on just, its way. It just got printed. It's on its way now. It is on its way. So make sure you subscribe. Go to GolfOklahoma.org. Org. Subscribe to everything you can subscribe to. And while you're on the homepage subscribing, go ahead and click that play button. You can listen to our podcast right there. If you're listening on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever the case may be, go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Let us know that you're enjoying what we do. We're going to take a break, come back on the other side. Uh, we've gotten just about everything else out of the way. We're going to preview some golf. We've got DraftKings lineups. We've got one-and-done picks, and it's a little weird. It's a little wild. It's the two-man tournament down at the Zurich. So all that and more coming up next right here on the 73rd hole, the official podcast. 
podcast of Golf Oklahoma. When something the size of a golf ball hits your roof, you need to call McRae Roofing. McRae Roofing is Oklahoma's designer roofing service specialist. For years, Jeff McRae and the experienced team at McRae Roofing and Exteriors have served fellow Oklahomans by helping them with their roofing needs. McRae Roofing uses only top quality materials and professional crews to make sure that each job is done right so it will give you the years of service, security, and protection you need from the unpredictable Oklahoma weather. McRae Roofing offers residential and commercial roofing, ventilation services, and custom copper designs. McRae Roofing is dedicated to exceeding the homeowner's expectations. It's not just a roof, it is your home's crowning glory. Call McRae Roofing today at 405-692-4000. That's 405-692-4000. Make sure to also visit their website at McRaeRoofing.com. That's M-C-R-A-Y Roofing.com. Don't get caught with a leaking roof. Contact McRae Roofing for your free inspection today. Welcome back. We're rolling along here on the 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Looking forward to a big month of May in the game of golf here in the state of Oklahoma. Some great stuff happening. We got high school golf, college golf, regionals, national championships, senior PGA championship. So much going on in the month of May. Make sure you get over to golfoklahoma.org and check it all out so that you don't miss any of it. Uh, Fellas, one of the most fun things, I think, about the uh, Zurich Classic every year is the pairing up of college teammates. And we have this year eight pairs of college teammates, obviously the most notable around here, Christopher Ventura and Victor Hovland, both from Norway, both from Oklahoma State. So a lot of ties between those two. And there is just one of the greatest pictures I've ever seen in my life circulating the internet today of Victor Hovland and Christopher Ventura. Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland. (laughs) Whenever they were kids in, I'm assuming the picture was in Norway. First off, Christopher Ventura you could tell me that picture was from two weeks ago, and I would believe you. <laughs> like He looks exactly the same. Victor Hovland, on the other hand, has gotten about six inches taller and lost about 70 pounds. And uh, Vic's looking good these days. Yeah, yeah, Vic's yeah. looking good. Vic looked like, uh, who'd you say? What I said was, Neville Longbottom. Le- Neville Longbottom. From all Harry fun, Potter. All you Harry Potter fans out there. <laughs> we love Victor Hovland. Vic, Vic's one of my favorite players on tour. That that picture was just, it was so much fun. Uh, and he's Twitterless Victor, so it, it'll make its way. Uh, to Victor and and to to Chris Ventura. Uh, What about the other pairings this week? Let me throw these out to you. The Auburn pairing this week, Jason Duffner and Dominic Bazzelli, both Auburn guys. These will be a couple of familiar names from Cal uh, for people who listen to this show. How about Michael Kim and Brandon Hagee? Hagee, one of the longest players on tour. Chris Kirk, Georgia Bulldog, paired this week with Brendan Todd. And, of course, Chris Kirk is a hero on this show. He's really one of my personal heroes, Chris Kirk is. We got Tyler Duncan and Adam Shank out of Purdue. Uh, Joseph Bramlett and Maverick McNeely out of Stanford. Roberto Castro and Cameron Tringali out of Georgia Tech. And out of Arkansas, we've got Austin Cook and Andrew Landry. I enjoy the college pairings at the Zurich every year. Kind of makes it fun to see those names on the leaderboard. Um, Who's J.J. Spawn playing with? I forgot. Uh, JJ Spawn, I do not have in front of me here. Who's he playing with? Uh, I think it's Matt Jones. Is he playing with Matt Jones? Matt 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 Jones. So glad Matt Jones is in the field this week. We need another Matt Jones win. I know. So that we can get even more use out of that and just be completely obnoxious with it. Uh, Like whenever we were 
like we were when everyone about a month ago. Uh, where'd he win at? Honda? Honda. Yeah. By a lot of shots. Yeah, his was Honda, and he won it pretty easily. We actually, over the last six weeks, have had several runaway winners, if you include Hideki's one-shot win as a runaway win, which I do because he was up by six with like four holes left. Yep. So uh, he had plenty of shots to give away. Uh, best two-man format, fellas. Is it the best ball, the scramble, the shamble, or the alternate shot? What's the best two-man format? Man, you know, I... I've actually never played this type of format, but I've wanted to. And there's a couple of different ways you can play it. But it's called Chapman. And I yep. think it sounds very interesting. There's t- the, the two ways you can play it are you can play it as with one ball or two balls. You can So what you do is it's essentially alternate shots. So like both of you guys tee off. And then each one of you goes and hits the other person's ball from there. And then, oh. and then from that point, you either pick the best ball and play alternate shot from there, or you continue to alternate each shot from that point. And I've never played that format. It sounds really fun. <laughs> it, it sounds like a super cool format. Yeah. Um, I personally, it depends on the amount of people that you have. So, like, a, I don't know, scrambles just kind of open the field up to more people, that kind of thing, because it's more about just who makes the putts. Yeah, it depends on the group. I mean, you know what we need to do for a Chapman? Sam, you need to find a partner who's a three handicap, which is what I am. I'm like right. 3.7 index. And we need to play me and Taylor against you and your three handicap in this goofy two ball Chapman that Taylor's talking about. All right. Yeah. All right. Make sure it's an Edmund North boy so we can uh, have Chick Shea <laughs> versus Edmund North. I gotcha. I gotcha. I think I could find a, find a guy or two. Uh, now, don't be know, bringing Eckroad or Kevin Tway or any of these other <laughs> That's why I specified. I didn't <laughs> just want to say, Sam, pick a partner. Sam, show up with a tour pro. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 with no. With a no. mustache on? Yes. No, 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 no. 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 I mean, it obviously depends on your group. I mean, at Oak Tree, we play a lot of Vegas, which, I mean, that can get out of hand if, you know, a golfer is not as good as the other golfers. Yeah. Or we play a lot of Banker, you know, where that's like uh, uh, you're playing a match play against each each other three guys, you know, on each hole, and the first person to putt out, you know, is the Banker on the next hole. Um, and, and explain, if I'm not correct, Vegas is where it's like – like if you right. met, it, well, we play we play left right Vegas too. Sometimes we're like like the, the three guys on the left the two and the guys, two guys on the right will yeah. be on teams. We play yeah. at the greens. And, and then like if you you know if you make a birdie, then the thirty four like if it's a par four, then the thirty four goes. You know like it, that counts. Yeah, that's but, how I played it. But yeah, if you make if you make a if you make a double, then it's like sixty four. Oh, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's based off of so like if you have two man teams, you make a three and a four, your score is thirty four. If you make a four and a five, it's forty five. And I mean, birdie, so makes birdies always double. I, like, I kind of like uh, out of the green. If you're playing Vegas, you don't. I mean, you're not playing for fun. Right. We play uh, <laughs> we play out the greens where basically it's wolf. You play with a fivesome, but it's not a three and a two-man team on every hole. On every tee box, you flip a coin. Everybody who lands heads is on a team. Everybody who lands tails is on a team. Wow. So sometimes yeah. you get three versus two. Sometimes you get four versus one. Uh, if it's five-zero, everybody reflips. Yeah. So if you're the one against the four and you got a couple guys on the other side popping, it can get yeah. it can get dicey. Now, yeah. Let me ask y'all how y'all play wolf. So is it do y'all do it based because you play it per hole, right? So if you're on the losing team or a losing team of a hole, do you pay what that dollar amount is particularly, or do you the pay what man, it would have been? The equal? three man team plays pays less per person. So let, let let's say let's say to I mean, make it sorry uh, yeah yeah the team. The three-man team. Okay, let, let's make yeah. for, for simple reference. Let's say it eat the, it's two dollars a hole, right? And the three-person team wins. Do does the two-man team when you play have to give the three-man team three dollars total to make it six, or is it just two from them and then the three-person team splits four? dollars That's how we play it. So basically, the way we play it is if it's two dollars a hole and you got five guys, so we're standing on the number one tee. Essentially, 
basically $10 goes into that into the pot for the first hole. The winning team then splits the $10. So if the two-man team wins the hole, they get $5 a piece. If the three-man team wins the hole, they get $333 a piece. So you just split the pot on each hole, and then we do usually three-hole carryover max. So obviously if you got to the third hole, then it'd be $6 a man, so there'd be yeah. $30 in the pot. If you're the two-man team and you win it, you each get 15 on that hole. Yeah, and we do hammers and doubles, birdie doubles. That depends who you're like playing that. with yeah. and man, how deep yeah. well, people's deep, pockets are. Let me right. ask you, do, do you do Biggest Loser Texas Wolf. Texas uh, Wolf we do. Where, like, you can pick up to half of how much you're down. Do you, you, do you start on 16? Three, on the last three holes. Uh, you yeah. start on 16, and, like, yeah. the guy in last place can pick yeah. up to half, like, make the whole, say he's down $60. He can make yeah. the whole worth $30. <laughs> I mean, I, I played it to where you can do as, as much as you're down. Yeah, I've so played that, too. We usually play half. It, it can get i played that, sketch. too, and I've seen... Colton, <laughs> Colton Staggs. Uh, anyways. Uh, Hold on. Just, you don't have to tell us who won. You don't have to tell us what was exchanged, how much money was being played for on, on the particular hole mentioned. I'm not going to say. Can't say it on the no, air? No. Oh, that's how no. I know it was good. It wasn't good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't good for somebody. He didn't Those lo- things never end well for somebody. He didn't lose m- much money, but he didn't win what he could have won. Fair enough. Fair anyways, enough. Uh, this week, what... Which one do you like better? Do you like watching the pros play the best ball, or do you like the pros play the uh, I, uh, alternate shot? I much prefer watching them play the alternate shot. I think it's a much more strategy-based game. I think in best ball, everybody's just piping driver, hitting wedges, every, trying to make birdies. Yeah, I, I think the I, alternate shot's really entertaining. Yeah, I totally agree. 100% agree. Yeah, the best ball, it can um, – it doesn't necessarily – I wouldn't say slow up play because you're playing in foursomes at that point, so which is slower than your threesome or uh, weekend twosome. So I, I would say that's an aspect to it. But, yeah, I think just the alternate shot, it's more entertaining because, like you said, it's more more strategy-based as opposed to having to just try to hit bombs down there because, you know, one, no, you're not going to have two guys bogey a hole more than likely. You know, it, it's it's pretty funny. Every time I hear alternate shot on tour, I think of, you know, when Phil hit it way in the trees on the first hole and Tiger's sitting there like, how the heck did I get here? Yeah, he gets you know? horrible. Yeah, he's looking at him like, what in the world? I mean, they hit it right up against the fence. I usually think of the layup with the iron into the hazard. Yeah, If we had that handy, I'd play it right now. We don't yeah. have that handy. Yeah. Go to the intro if you need to hear it. Yeah, and you know, I had a good story that I was going to say before we do our DraftKings picks. I was playing in the uh, Southern Junior Cup uh, down at Hot Springs, Arkansas one time. And uh, and, and, and you get paired with it, – it was in high school, and at each state I, we were playing like the Oklahoma All-Stars, and we were playing against like the Mississippi versus Arkansas versus Missouri, you know. And, uh, and, and each guy on the team on the Oklahoma All-Stars got paired, you know, with a girl, and you played alternate shot. Well, uh, one of my buddies, Michael Hampton, he uh, he was paired with this girl named Allison Sell, who used to go to Oklahoma she Christian. Oklahoma Christian, yeah, no, she's very nice. Yeah, great, and uh, and you know, Michael Hampton was walking in the left rough on number sixteen. They were two down. Accidentally kicked Allison Sell's ball, and they oh. lost the match. <laughs> oh no! Oh, and that's the thing that's about brutal. that's the thing about those match play things. You know, so many things are two shot penalty, but in match play, it's lost a hole, and so you know, you lose. You do that, you lose your hole. You're two down. There's three holes to play. Next thing you know, it's three and two, and you're going home. Can so, I yep. uh, can I tell about your your tee shot, Taylor, on twelve and the two man we played this past I, summer? I'll, I'll go ahead and tell it. So, yeah, tell the story. So it's <laughs> it's this hole. It's like it's only two hundred and seventy yards, but it's kind of like an island peninsula green. It's two seventy going on two fifty. Yeah, it, 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 it's downhill, and so. 
Um, they kind of position the tee boxes a little weird to make it to where it's not extremely easy. So you, if you want to do it, you have to play a draw. And I, I, I was in between driver and three with the time, so I decided I was just going to hit a six iron and lay up. And, you know, then this wedge it close. I mean, you know, it's good philosophy. <laughs> and Taylor, obviously great player, collegiate player, yeah. plus, plus handicap. So. I step up, and I'm trying to hit me about a, a 10-yard draw with a six iron. And there's there's another hole off to the right of, of the tee box, and then there's a field over there with cows and all kinds of <laughs> like different actual farm- cows. It's an actual cow pasture. <laughs> it, it's it's farm animals, everything. I cold blood shanked this thing eighty degrees right. There's there's these three pine trees. This ball goes in between the pine trees on the ground, running, uh, running. Never got higher than three feet off the ground. And and I'm literally yelling at this ball, sit, get down, get down. And it's running towards the out of bounds. That's 150 <laughs> yards right of where I'm trying to aim, and it ends up going out of bounds. And um, it's a best ball format, so Colby had to uh, carry us on that hole. Yeah, it's. I mean, I've played golf with Taylor for 15 years, if not more, and. I mean, I can probably count on the number of two hands, the number of times I've seen him chunk a six iron, much less shank. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen him shank a shot you know, before it, this it's, day. It's and it was the worst shank I'd ever seen in my How life. How nervous were you it after that one out of bounds? It was the shank. Ever. Oh, I already told him after he laid up with six iron, because he was in between clubs with driver and three wood. I wasn't, because I don't hit as far as he did. I was going to try to pipe driver onto the green, <laughs> so he was just going to lay it up, because I knew we'd have par in the bag. He'd have 90 yards in. He can flip a wedge in and easily make par, if not birdie. And then he shanks his six iron. I didn't say a word. I walked over to the cart. I grabbed my six iron. I teed up my ball. I hit it down the fairway. And then I played safe to like 20 feet, and we made par on a 260-yard hole. It was, it was funny, though. It's, it, it's funny it makes looking a great back. story today, and I tell you what, it it was a solid shank. I mean, it was as middle of the center of the hosel as you can get. I'll it say was this: pure. it was the best shank I've ever seen in person, no doubt about it. <laughs> oh, it was it was flush. If I would have aimed shanks eighty, feel deg- good. If I would if I would have aimed eighty degrees left, it would have been the best shot you ever seen. I can honestly say I'm going <laughs> to jinx myself here. I have not shanked a golf shot oh. on the driving mm-hmm. range or on the course. Oh man, it's just until I, next week. Yeah, I usually come a little bit inside the ball, so my misses are always on the toe, like always for years now. <laughs> I can't even remember a time in the last five years that I've shanked a ball. I, I don't know how far I'd have to go back to get to a shank, but all my misses are on the toe. So it's just always so weird to me whenever people like I'll play golf with somebody, you know, a six or seven handicap who just goes through a, a battle with the shanks, and I'm just like. I mean, we'll, we'll play some guy will hit seven or eight shakes in a round, and I'm like, dude, what is going on? With you got to turn your hat backwards and put all your stuff in your left pocket. I, I guess. I tell you what, the, one of the hardest shot, shots in golf is the next shot after a shake. Oh, 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah. you, you, you talk about hitting on the toe. You hit that baby <laughs> so far on the toe, it's not even fun. Yeah, yeah, you you yeah. have to play for the toe hook, even with a nine-iron. Well, yeah. It, it's going to be interesting to see where some of these guys put each other because even though they're pros, they're going to be in some spots that they're not used to being in playing. Uh, like, I'm sure John Rahm's going to be in some different spots oh, yeah. playing with Ryan Palmer. Oh, yeah. Pros can spray it off the tee just as good as anybody. So, uh, Sam, let's start with you. You won the DraftKings pool last week, so you get to, get to get started. Give us your cheapest option. Uh, and so the way this works this week on DraftKings, you pick one guy, and he's basically graded out as far as points go for both players. Yep. So whatever the team scorecard looks like, that's what the individual player has. Uh, so if you draft, let's say, Ryan Palmer in DraftKings, you're drafting the team of Palmer and Rom, and the teams are priced accordingly. Obviously, Ryan Palmer much higher than his normal price would be because he's with John Rom. And, so, yep. and you can't draft the, the player on the same team twice. Right. Yes. You can't draft John Rom and Ryan Palmer in DraftKings and just hope that they load up and win. So, yep. Sam, fire away. 
Uh, I am going to go with 6,200 Bo Van Pelt and Ooh. Mike List. Are you serious? Go Pokes! Go Pokes! Tell me we don't already have overlap on freaking 6,200 Bo Van Pelt and Luke List. <laughs> go ahead, Sam. I'm going to go with Bo Van Pelt and Luke List. I, I, I had to pick someone down in the 6,200 range, and so I just figured Luke List hits it far, and Bo Van Pelt uh, showed a little current form at the uh, Waste Management. He's been coming back, playing playing some better uh, golf after that uh extended time off due to injury and so uh Bo Van Pelt and Luke List and if Luke List hits it remotely straight then Bo Van Pelt will have wedges into greens because Luke List hits it a long way uh I finished seventh last week Taylor finished 11th so I'll go ahead and give my cheapest option I read them off college teammates at 6300 I'm going with another bomber Give me Brandon Hagee and Michael Kim. I like college teammates cheap. That means they've got the chemistry. They're pairing back up this week. Hagee has the uh, runner-up finish several weeks back at, uh, was it the Honda where he finished second? No, he didn't finish second at the uh, Honda. It was after that. I, I think it might have been the Honda. Uh, Valero, maybe. I can't remember. Maybe it was the Honda. I can't it was, remember. It was because he backdoored to, to Matt Jones. Okay, yeah. Very good. Very good. Who? So, who? Matt Jones. Matt Jones. Matt Jones making an appearance all the time on the show. Brandon Hagee and Michael Kim at 6,300 is my first pick. Tyler? Well, as you could tell from from my reaction on the um, from what Sam said, I do have um, Luke List and Bo Van Pelt on my deal as well. Very so, original, I mean, guys. Very original. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Try to think outside the box a little bit. No. T-Dub didn't even – he didn't get ready today. He, he, he was just going to copy all my picks That's today. Exa- yeah, exactly. Watch, I'll prob- we'll probably just have all six the same. We need to look at it. But Luke List, I mean, he, he's a streaky player, but he made the cut his last – two events, and Bo Van Pelt, like you said, Sam, been playing some pretty good golf, so when you get down the 6,200 range, um, you're looking for guys who will get you the weekend, and I think that uh, that they'll do it, and so um, next pick, guys, is I'm one of the guys on this team is in, is in the definition of not on form, um, but the um, they did make the cut the last time this tournament was here. They ended up finishing 22nd, and that is uh, Austin Cook and uh, Andrew Landry. I wow. Believe. So that was uh, 6,600. Yeah, so um, Austin Cook hasn't made a cut in however long. Um, Andrew, Probably since the Zurich in 19. Uh, might be so, because <laughs> I, I, I got on here and all I see is red. Miscut, miscut, miscut. And Landry finished 33rd last week, so a little bit of form. And um, like I said, they, they finished 22nd here. And they're 6,600. So I've got two fairly cheap options that I think will get it. And for anyone who isn't aware, it's top 35 and ties with your team after Friday is how the cut is done this week. Yeah, 80 teams, top 35 and ties. So, you, you know, there are 160 players in the field. But it's a little easier to guess. You've only got eight. You got a one in eighty chance to pick the winner as yeah. opposed to a one in hundred fifty six chance to pick the winner. And you're guaranteed to get uh, one best ball and one alternate shot. Yes, because exactly. Because it alternates. Yeah, it's so it's rounds one and three are best ball. Rounds yeah. two and four are alternate shot. My next pick. I, I don't see any reason not to take the guy who won last week. You you, you pick guys when they're on heaters. So give me Peter Uline at 7,100 alongside Richie Wierinski. Wierinski, not currently in form, played really well. A couple of the California events earlier this year. Peter Uline, obviously, uh, trying to have a resurgence in his career and find some some consistency on the PGA Tour. One last week on the Corn Ferry, going away, really wasn't too stressful for him. I wouldn't imagine winning by four on Sunday. Uh, so I like their chances to make the cut and potentially, you know, sneaky top 20 for Peter Uline and Richie Wierinski this week. I love that pick. 
Um, I am going to go with 6400 because I'm top-loading my lineup say, this y'all week. Y'all going way cheaper than I, me. I am definitely top-loading my lineup this week. Uh, as far as the teams go, I just think that there's some way better teams than others. But um, I'm going to go with Team Tito's. Uh, I'm going with Harry Higgs and Bobby Gellerman. Team Michael Tito's! Gellerman. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, Harry Higgs, he's actually played some solid golf lately at the players and athlete. shot 62 at the Safeway. Athlete. Oh, this Harry is the Higgs. most athletic pairing in, in this tournament by far. We need Harry Higgs and Michael Gellerman to play a two-on-two game of basketball against Cameron Champ and Tony Fino. <laughs> they would try. <laughs> they would try hard. <laughs> It'd be a valiant effort. <laughs> it needs to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and then last week, uh, Harry Higgs made the cut at the RBC, and I love Bob Gellerman. He's one of my best friends. And so I'm going to go with Team Tito's at 6,400. I like it. I like it. Do you give two? Uh, and then I am going with uh, 7,100, your pick, Colby. Uh, Uline and Warinsky. Nice. I don't understand why they're all the way down there at 7,100. Warinsky's played some solid golf lately, like you said, and, and Uline won last week on the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, so in a team format, yeah, yeah, I agree. You go with guys that have been in good current form. I'm going with uh, Uline and Warinsky at 7,100. Yeah, I like it a lot. I'm, I'm clearly middle loading my lineup a little more than you guys are, which uh, who knows if that's a good strategy or not. Uh, we won't know until Sunday evening. I'm going to go 8,100 for my next most expensive. And I, I mean, I don't think that there's really much of a doubt that one of us was going to have to pick this guy this week. If we don't pick this guy, then we really miss out on what is just to me one of the best parts of the show. And then we're going to find our best friend Doug and then we're going to give him a best friend hug. Doug, and Justin, sir. Uh, Doug, 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 Doug. Doug Gim and Justin Suh at 8,100. Doug Gim's been playing really good golf. Justin Suh also playing really good golf. Uh, at 8,100, I like their value there, and I think that you might be able to get them at a little lower ownership because I think there's some bigger names in that area. Uh, lately, I've been trying to sprinkle my ownership around a little more on DraftKings, try to have more unique lineups to, to maybe get closer to the top. So I'll take Doug Gim and Justin Suh at 8,100. Yeah, no, I, I, I like that as well, uh, Kobe. And, and you know, I've, I've like I said, I've gotten a little bit top-heavy. Right now, I'm getting into the middle of my lineup and you know, this is my next two my next two picks are it's essentially you got two guys who are on form with two guys who really aren't on form and so my next cheapest at 8,000 that's the pairing of Cameron Chingali and Roberto Castro so Roberto Castro actually in the two opposite field events has made the cut uh, 39th at Puerto Rico and 18th at um at uh, uh, Putacana, and then um, finished fifth here in 2019. And if I'm not mistaken, was playing with Tringali when that happened. And obviously, we've been talking about Tringali, um, how well he's been playing. since. Yeah, he, they were on the same team because Tringali finished fifth. Tringali's finished ninth at the Valero Texas Open, 13th going back to the Honda. And even before his miscut, the players, 31st, 26th, 7th, 17th, 18th. Um, so he's playing really excellent golf. And then um, next one, guys, guy who I was on a couple weeks ago, uh, used to have the best hair on tour. Um, wish he'd let it grow back out a little bit. That's our boy Charlie Hoffman, and that's uh, he's. Oh, pl- Charlie had some good hair. He's playing with. We talk about guys who who've fallen off the planet a little bit with their game. He's playing with Nick Watney. You know, when besides who, Nick Watney. Exactly. The, the The last time we heard about is he, Nick is he a Watney, golfer? He was. He <laughs> the last time we heard about Nick Watney is because he was the first PGA Tour player to have COVID. He that was. was, that yeah. was that's that, right. He, that, that literally is the last time that we've heard anything really positive about Nick Watney. Unfortunately, when it comes to golf, you go uh, back about a decade ago though, and Nick Watney was a really good player. And actually, he's going to Jay Z fan. He's going to be our player for our game every week. Now we're going to start finding a random player and uh, figuring out and guessing what his highest rank in the official world golf rankings is. So keep going, and I'll look that up. Yeah. So 
so yeah, I could continuing on with with Charlie Hoffman. When I picked him, he finished second at Texas Open, and then even last week finished eighteenth at the RBC. So I mean, going back thirty fourth, seventeenth, tenth, um, and a seventh back at at uh, Pebble Beach. So I mean, he's just been playing really good. But our boy Nick Watney here. I mean, and you know this tandem guys, they did finish ninth back in twenty nineteen. So both these teams I picked have a little bit of success, and maybe um, the people who, especially Nick Watney. I mean, he has not made a cut. Lord knows how long. Uh, his um, last made cut was at the Safeway. Uh, yes, it was. Yep, a 46th. Which was Stuart, Stuart Sink, by the way, won the Safeway. Stuart Sink has won again more recently than Nick Watney's made a cut. Uh, well, wow. hopefully that changes this week. Hopefully Charlie Hoffman can put him on his back a little All bit. All right, fun game. Highest world golf ranking Nick Watney ever reached in his career. Go. Guess Six. Six? Nine. You just did that, so it would be 6'9", didn't you? Yeah. And uh, Taylor nailed it right on the head. <laughs> yes! Yeah! Best official world golf ranking position for Nick Watney was 6th, and that is, uh, that's way high. That was back, about a decade ago. Looks like uh, 2011 is whenever he would have reached that mark. I thought you said it was ninth. Did I say ninth? I'm sorry, yeah. Y'all did. Y'all guessed 6 and 9. It uh, was ninth. Oh, great, so I celebrated for no reason. No, it was ninth. You guessed ninth. Oh, oh, oh okay. it was ninth. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. It was so, ninth. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Confused. Right, so he's ninth. He, right, won, uh, he won twice in 2011, twice in 2012. So about a decade ago is whenever he reached his peak. So uh, is that both your picks? Yes, it is. Okay, sweet. Thought it was. Just want to make sure. Uh, my next two, we're in New Orleans. We might as well have a little fun. Who's more fun than Pat Perez? I Pat like Perez it. Perez is a lot of fun. And he seems like, you know, in a team event, you, you kind of need guys who are just somewhat laid back and can have fun and make birdies and not get upset if their teammate, you know, hits one in the trees in the alternate shot. Uh, I like Kokrak and Perez this week. Kokrak's been playing really well. Perez is very laid back. I think that those two together uh, could make a good team this week. So at 8,300, I've got Kokrak and Perez. I like that pick. It's kind of the PGA Tour version of the member guest. You know, uh, I like... uh, Hovland and Ventura's value this week at 9,700. I know Ventura hasn't been playing his best golf lately, but if you look at his putting stats, um, he's actually uh, positive 0.7 uh, strokes per round putting this year. And off the tee, he's positive as well. So if he can put it in play off the tee and make some putts on the greens and rely on Victor Hovland, you know, to get him out of, you know, trouble a little bit, uh, I think that he could. He could definitely help Javi out and make some birdies, especially in the best ball format. I and, like the logic. And, and you know, he might be a little bit more relaxed just playing with his college teammate, you know. Um, and so I like that. And, and his Norwegian buddy. Yeah, and his Played Norwegian junior golf buddy. together, yeah, apparently, based on the, the picture that was circulating the interwebs today. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then I'm going to jump up a couple hundred bucks here to uh, 9,900 uh, Taylor Gooch and Max Homa. The fan favorites love this it. week. I love Taylor Gooch and Max Homa this week. Um, you know, obviously, their approach to green, they're two of the best on tour. Um, and, and Gooch, you know, he's, he's taken some time off, didn't play at the Masters or last week, and so he's fresh, ready to go, uh, and you know, TG seems like a guy that uh, loves the team format, so I feel like he could really thrive. Yeah, so Max Homa and Taylor Gooch were in my initial lineup, and then I had to do some tweaking because I, I put them in, then I tried to get some other teams in, it wouldn't work, and I ended up having to take them out, unfortunately. They're actually ranked pretty high this week in DraftKings. They got their respect. They did. They did yeah. get their respect. Obviously, Max Homa winning at the Riviera uh, d- did well for that, too. Uh, my next pick, I'm going to jump up to 9,300, and I'm going to go with uh, Keegan Bradley and Brendan Steele. Both guys who've been playing 
kind of good under the radar golf. Uh, Brendan Steele hasn't missed a cut yet this year. Keegan Bradley has made himself known on leaderboards on Thursday and Friday, and then he's kind of faded throughout the week over the last, I'd say, two months. Uh, these guys can make some birdies, and I think they're fairly consistent. So I think Keegan Bradley and Brendan Steele could be a good team this week. Yeah, yeah, no, that, those, that's definitely a good pick. Brendan Steele has been playing some really good golf this year. Um, my next, uh, I, I guess i got to get my, my last two here. Um, my next uh, second to most expensive, 9600 Um, One guy finished second last week. The other uh, made the cut. I had him in DraftKings. That was at the bottom. It didn't matter. But uh, that's Brendan Grace, Harold Varner the third. I think they're going to make a pretty good team. I feel like that yep. their games are fairly comparable to each other. And um, Grace has made um, – he's had different partners, but he's played, He's made the cut in each uh, each time he's played during this team event. Just, um, just real quick, Mike McGraw, uh, friend of the show, head coach down at Baylor, had Harold Varner the third on his podcast, Better Than I Found It. He interviewed him last week before the RBC, and it was it was really funny. First off, phenomenal interview. Harold Varner the third. Make sure to go listen I to it. I listened to the whole thing. I it did was too. Awesome. HB3, he's such a positive person and yeah. just such an easy guy to root for. But he talked about how – how the tournaments that were coming up, he's like, man, I like these courses, but I've never played well here. He said that about RBC last yeah. week, and he finished second runner-up last week. He's like, you know, I really like Zurich, but I haven't made the cut in the team event. Uh, and then he actually, I think he said he was playing with Brendan Grace this week, so I hope he calls him Brandon throughout the week and not Brendan. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I like that pick. I, I like HV3. Yeah, I, I think they'll make make a good deal. And then then my most expensive guys, I, um, I mean, I'm – Everywhere, even at the top, I, I know there's a lot of really good players, but sometimes they, the putts fall in and they don't. Um, I think this team's going to be good, um, mainly because they're both from Australia. Give me Mark Leishman and uh, Cameron Smith at uh, 11,100. Um, look at Cam Smith. I mean, he has been playing good golf. I mean, uh, ninth uh, last week, 10th at the Masters, uh, going back 17th at the Players, 11th at the Workday, 4th at Riviera. So he's been playing phenomenally well. He actually won back here the first year. It was a team event when uh, he's played pair with uh, Jonas Blix. Talk about a name from the Blast past. Blast from the past. Another one right there, Jonas Blix. And so he's playing with, with Leishman, who, who look, I think he's been able to get a little bit of form, finished fifth at the Masters uh, last week. And um, he, he hasn't played in this event since it turned to a team competition, but before then finished 20th and 28th here, um, right before it went to a team event. So it has a little bit of su- good success here. So I think that they're going to make a pretty good pairing this week. Yeah, and Cam Smith finally getting his respect on DraftKings at 11100 They were a pricey team this week, and I imagine they'll be a fairly popular pick near the top of a lot of people's lineups because Leishman obviously at the Masters and then Cam Smith's been on form for months. Yeah, well, we noticed it at the Honda and even uh, last week at the RBC, Cam Smith kind of has the Saturday woes and this week yeah. Saturday is best ball. So I think that'll have a lot to do. That might help him out a lot. It's a very good point. I like it. Uh, my most expensive team, I'm going a couple hundred cheaper than what Taylor went. I'm going to go with Bubba Watson and Scotty Scheffler who I think in the best ball format could absolutely just light the course on fire with birdies. I yeah. mean, if if they're going to contend in this tournament, it's going to be on Thursday, Saturday. They're going to shoot about, I don't know, they're going to shoot about 25 under in the best ball and then just try to, you know, not take on any water in the alternate shot. Um, Imagine Bubba, you're playing with Bubba, and he's like, <laughs> I'm going to try this. The yeah. heck you are. <laughs> this I, is I one just, of the four courses that Bubba actually halfway likes, at least. So well, you Bubba won't, he won't won be back here 13, 2013, 2014? He won something like that one. When second, did he win back here? It was, it was... It was a while it, back. 2011. Now. 2011. 20, it was that long ago? Mm-hmm. Wow. B- but before then, before it turned into a team competition, he finished 15th and 18th after he won, and then finished 5th in uh, 2017, uh, the first year's a team event, and hasn't missed the cut um, since it has turned into a team event. So, yeah, so it likes exactly. this place. And they both played well at the match play. They both played medium okay well at the Masters. Uh, so I like the way that they're coming in. So uh, Bubba and Scheffler, I'm riding with them this yep. week. And then my top pick, I'm going to go with 10,700 
Finau and Cameron Champ. Tony Finau. Uh, you know, I, 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 the putting stats worry me a little bit with Cameron Champ, but he's played so well lately at the Masters, and I saw his ball striking was really, really good. And I feel like um, playing with the nicest guy on tour that'll make him feel comfortable in Tony Finau, and I feel like it would be such a Finau thing to do to win. Uh, <laughs> like after this long drought, you know, at a two-man event. It'd be and the so, most female thing ever to team up with a guy whose name is literally Champ and then yeah. finally win a tournament. Yeah. Finally yeah. be the champ. Yeah. And it, it would be great because, you know, the, for anyone out there who isn't aware too, this is um, one of the only tour events where you don't get a Masters invite if you win, and there are there is also no uh, official World Golf ranking points to distribute. So we But can't, you do get the two-year exemption. You, the two-year exemption is there. So we can't do our annual uh, – we. Uh, weekly game of guests to strength the field because we don't have it. Yeah. So. yeah. And and one thing is uh Finau is one of the best um strokes gained approach on tour, almost gaining a full shot on the field per round. Um, you know, so that might actually help Cameron Champ's putting stats a little bit right? this week in the alternate shot. Yeah, at least. that's uh that's another team kinda like I said with Bubba and Scotty. If they're gonna win the tournament, they're probably gonna do it on Thursday and Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. So e- either one of those two teams that Sam and I just picked is our most expensive expensive. If they go out and they're like T35 after Thursday, I won't be feeling very good because they need to be near the top after the best ball portion. Uh, Let's move along to our one and done picks. I did submit mine this week, Taylor, on the big website, uh, and I'll go first because we're, we're already talking about the guys I'm picking. I used Tony Finau earlier this season. I cannot use Tony Finau again. You know who I haven't used yet? I can use Cameron Champ. And I can get the two-man team. The way our one-and-done works, you pick one guy, you get whatever the team's result is, and that's how many points you get. The money still correlates. So I'm going to take a chance on the long hitters that they get the putters rolling this week, and I'm going to burn Cameron Champ in the one-and-done. And I don't really know where else I would use him, so this seems like a good spot with him paired with Finau. Right. Yep. So, Sam, I think you finished higher than me, so you got to go next. So, you drawing the cards again. I'm doing the cards, and I'm doing it a little different this okay. week. Okay, let us know how so you're doing. I think it's kind of a about shot. a thousand times. It's a shot in the dark. Uh, week this week with the with the team format. So I'm going to do a little thing here. I, I, I like Finau and Champ. I like Homa and TG. I like Ventura because I can pick him with Hovland. And I like Ryan Palmer because I can fi- pick him with uh, with John Rahm. And then I, I, and then I love Team Tito's, which is Harry Higgs and uh, our guy Bob Gellerman. Uh, so what I'm going to do here, Colby, I'm going to have you set out these yeah, cards. Yeah, it looks like you got some suits You, you want me to hold them? You want me to lay them down on no, the no, table? Yeah. What's the format here? Yeah, let, follow just your hold lead. them. Just hold okay. them. Okay. Spread we're them out. Them spread out. them out. Yep. Sam's drawing a card. Okay. Specify, so, specify so, who's which. So hearts will be Cameron Champ. Oh, my gosh. Do State. we need to write this down here? No, I have he's, it written down. Right? you got it written down. Okay. He's got it. I have hearts will be Cameron Champ. Spades will be Max Homa. Clubs will be Chris Ventura. Diamonds will be Ryan Palmer. And jokers will be... Harry Higgs. <laughs> There's two jokers in the deck. If he draws a joker and takes Higgs, this that'll be tremendous. phenomenal. All right. Let's do it. The cards are fan. I'm, I got my Sam's eyes closed. Sam's turning right around. He's picking a card. Let's see it. Hearts. hearts. Cameron Champ. Cameron, Cameron Champ. Champ. All right. Team Champ. Wow. All right. Y'all going with the hearts. Bombers. The seven of hearts. Yep. Y'all going with some bombers. We well, got when bombers. Those, when those bombers are bombing it into the trees in the in the wilderness and missing three-footers, uh, hopefully y'all won't be beating me in the one. <laughs> I hate that you had basically a one in four chance to pick the same golfer I picked, and that's the one that came up. How am I supposed, <laughs> to, gain, how am I supposed to gain ground if he's picking the same golfer? <laughs> you can't, technically. Technically, um, you cannot. Correct. Yeah, so, you know, my philosophy in the, is, is this, guys, is – 
This pool is technically a one and done, but because of the format, you can have a guy twice in the year because of the way the team's structured. So I look at it and I tell myself, okay, who, what golfer would I want to have twice in a one and done? So I, I go through and I look at it and it's like, I, I, I would love to use John Rahm twice. Oh, but I used Ryan Palmer earlier for a 45th at, at Sony Open. <laughs> hey, so did I. So can't use him because of, of the one and done aspect. Um, I would love to use Morikawa. He's playing with Wolf. Two things there is that Wolf has been playing really bad lately um, coming off of his injury. And also, too, I think Wolf will be able to get a little bit of more momentum towards the end of the year. So I'm going to try to keep him and hopefully he'll be able to to rebound a little bit. Um, Shoffley is playing with Cantlay. So that's really two negating top 10 players in the world, so I can't go there. So I'm going to go down, and I'm going to pick guy last week who I faded tremendously, but actually ended up making the cut and surprised me a little bit. And they mentioned this on, I can't remember where I saw it, but it might make a good Ryder Cup pairing. Give me Danny Willett, paired with Terrell Hatton. Ooh, okay, that's I, interesting because a week ago you sat in that same chair <laughs> and you just obliterated Danny Willett, but team golf's different. That was different. your worst bet. Team, team w- golf's different. And, and there was, out of 140-something people, there was about 100-something that he beat. So, yeah, that would have been nice. But, hey, you might have been able to find a couple that finished higher than him. But, uh, but nevertheless, I, I looked through and the other – I thought about using Bubba because I, I, I like your – I think they have a really good chance, but – in that aspect, I would be using Scheffler twice because I've already used Scheffler and he missed the cut. And I can't look back on the end of the year and say I used a Longhorn twice in the one and done. Unless it was Speeth. If Speeth was playing, I would have considered it. But I just went for really the best player who, who – I went with who's playing with the best player and that player who I'm picking, I probably won't use the rest of the year. Like a couple years ago, I used Chase Kepka when he's playing with Brooks. Oh, yeah. Because, and, I mean, it didn't really work out that well. They finished like 20-some. And one thing to mention too here, guys, about the one and done – I believe besides the opposite field, this is the lowest paying purse because they split essentially first and second money. Yes. Win- winner gets just a little bit over a million, which is still a lot of money, but for the one and done, it's not 2.7 mil like Justin Thomas. Right. I'm kind of surprised no one I'm, – I'm looking at my best bets here. I'm surprised that no one took Horschel and Burns, and I'm a little surprised no one took Rose and Stinson. Yeah, because you could have gotten – Stinson's been way off form. That is gold and silver, though, from the Olympics. Sam Burns, I would think, will be run out in some pools this week because basically you're getting Billy Horschel for free because you're probably not going to use Sam Burns somewhere else. But I will be really surprised if many people run out Shoffley and Cantlay this week just because... Why would you want to run? It. Why would you want to run those guys out at a team event that basically whoever wins the tournament is going to be the team that ham and exit the best throughout the week? Like that, we know that. Yeah. Which, whichever team can have a guy hook it out of bounds in the best ball, and the other guy makes birdie on the same hole. Yeah. Whoever does that all week is going to uh, to win the tournament. I can't imagine running out the team of Cantlay and Shoffley this week and want it done. Yeah. No, especially with, with Cantlay being off form and with it being a low purse. And, you know, go back to the, the point of picking Burns. Billy Horschel won back here in 2018 with Scott Piercy. Yeah. So, I mean, he's had some success here and finished yeah. 13th in 2019. I, I don't have who his partner was in front of me. But, nevertheless, has definitely likes this course. That was yeah. a duo that I considered for DraftKings, for sure. Yeah. And then my best bets this week, you know, are uh, you got 30-1 to one Gooch and 35-1 to one Javi. Uh, Victor Hovland. I mean, th- those are your best value bets. You got uh, Rom and Palmer. The are the favorites at uh, plus seven. Plus seven fifty, um, and then you know, I mean, I guess maybe you could throw some money on a on a guy like. Um, you know, like you said, Danny Willett and Hatton at plus twenty five hundred. If you go way down the list here, um, I actually like at plus five thousand. You got Tringali and Castro. It, oh, yeah. I, I kind of like that. Tringali's go, been playing some good golf. If, if you want to throw ten bucks, you know, on a on a big, uh, 
you know, dark horse this week, this would be the week to do it, I think, with the team competition. You're talking about Woody Austin and Rocco Mediate, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. The, <laughs> How about that dude? Woody playing? Austin and Rocco Mediate in the field. The, the talk in that group. That would be so fun to listen so, to. So the difference from the second I, – I, I don't want to – the word I'm going to use is worst only because there's not a better worst. Woody and Austin and Rocco Media have had phenomenal careers. The second worst pairing this week is 300 to 1. Woody Austin and Rocco Mediator are 1,000 to 1. So we've got 79 teams that are 300 to 1 or better, and then we have to, have to drop down basically 700 points in odds to get to 1,000 to 1 for Woody Austin <laughs> so and Rocco Mediator. So a $10 Mediator. bet will land you 10 k yeah. They win. Yeah, multiply yeah. whatever you bet times a thousand. Um, now I would highly recommend that you take that ten dollars and go to like, I don't know, Canes or Chick fil A or McDonald's <laughs> or something. Or buy, or buy your spouse or a kid something nice. Yeah, go get your wife some flowers or, you know, nice nice ring. Uh, go to the mall, get a nice ring for ten bucks. No. Yeah. <laughs> Should probably appreciate yeah. that. No doubt about it. What uh what else we got this week? We got Corn Ferry, we got LPGA. I know a lot of the big names on the LPGA are making their way to Louisiana. So we got uh PGA and um and LPGA in Louisiana. Lydia Cole and, looking and to Corn defend Ferry. and go back yeah. to back. Corn <laughs> yeah. Ferry's not in Louisiana. Yeah, this Corn, week. Corn Ferry's in, in te- yeah, no. Corn <laughs> Ferry's yeah. Louisiana last week. Yeah. The hot, hot time of the year for golf in Louisiana, it apparently. Was. Well, yeah. they had an APT tour tournament down there not too long ago, too, and because it always coincides with the web. I just want to read off all the Oklahoma guys and who their partners are. So we've already mentioned a lot of them. Gooch is playing with Homa. Hovland, Ventura, both OSU. Wolf's playing with Morikawa, top five player in the world. Um, the uh, what, what, Where do they call themselves, Gellerman? And, Team, and, Tito's. Team, Team Tito's. Team Tito's, Gellerman. Higgs um, mentioned Uline and Marinsky. Um, Chickasha's finest, Robert Streb, uh, playing with Troy Merritt. Kevin Toy's playing. Kevin Toy is playing with uh, USM winner Kelly Kraft. Um, yep. But we, me and Sam are both on Bo Ben Pelt playing with Luke List. Um, friend of the show, Ryan Gibson's playing with Ben Taylor. And um, another shot from the past, uh, both of these guys, Hunter Mahan is playing with Bill Haas. How about so, that? Yeah, so that'll be a. What, a, what a team that would have been a decade ago. No doubt. What was that, Bill Haas's highest ranking? Oh, that's a really good question. Uh, look, that, look that one up. I'm reading. I off. bet it was pretty high after we won the FedEx Cup. I, I I went off of a different format, so I may have missed a name because I was just going through alphabetical order. But here's the guys I listed it, off. I on, bet it was eighth on on the Corn Ferry. Um, Max McGreevy's playing. T Moore's playing. Friend of the show. Um, Tyrone Van Aswing, OCU is playing. Uh, Kevin Doherty's playing. Grant Hirschman, uh, Josh Creel, and Charlie Saxon, OU OU boy in the field as well. So best of luck to all those guys, and hopefully, like you line last week, can represent Oklahoma very well on the Corn Ferry tour. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, so. Bill Haas, world ranking, highest ever. Sam guesses eight. Sixth. Sixth? Both wrong this time. Nobody nailed it on the head. He never cracked single digits. Highest he ever got was 12th. Okay. How about Nick Watney having a higher world ranking at one point than Bill Haas ever had in his career? That's no, crazy. You know I wouldn't that, have guessed that for no, a FedEx Cup champ. Yeah, yeah, you think about it, and yeah, Bill, and you know, we forget Bill Hawes beat Hunter Mahan in the playoff when he hit that uh, awesome shot Just out of the water. ridiculous shot he hit out of the water. Was it really? I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot yeah, that Hunter yeah. Mahan was mm-hmm. the one he beat. Hunter yeah. Mahan was that close to being a FedEx Cup champion. Yeah, crazy. Amazing the fine line in golf between uh, hoisting trophies and not. It's just, it's a very fine line. Uh, gentlemen, great stuff. We're back next week. Well, what's next week? Quell Hollow, I believe. Yep. Man, there's some good golf right around the corner. Some good golf in the state of Oklahoma, too. Head over to golfoklahoma.org. Check it all out. Proud to be their partner here on the 73rd hole. Wherever you're listening, rate, subscribe, leave us a review. We would greatly appreciate it. And we appreciate everyone joining us once again. We're back next week with more here on the 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma.